The government's focusing on reducing energy use at peak times this winter rather than an overall reduction, according to a minister. But Climate Minister Graham Stewart said he wouldn't rule out rationing. Cabinet Minister Nadim Zahawi says he's sorry for the economic turmoil that followed the government's mini-budget. He was forced into the apology after clashing with talk TV presenter Piers Morgan on BBC Question Time last night. But just before apologising, Mr Zahawi caused some hilarity among the audience with a reference to the Russian president. Ask yourself this question. What would Vladimir Putin want us to do? He wants to be divided right now because oh, he's using energy. Oh, come on. Because he's using come on, energy. Come on. Come on. Come on. People are laughing. Ireland's Prime Minister says everyone stands to lose if Europe does not tackle the exponential rise in energy prices. The Taoiseach thinks European countries need to adopt a Covid-style approach to address the crisis. Michal Martin is pleased the UK has been involved in the current summit taking place in Prague. The UK government is determined to make sure that there's a constructive relationship with the European Union and with key member states, not least because of the very big geopolitical issues facing us, the war in Ukraine, the wider security situation and also then the economic situation. Avanti West Coast has been placed on a short-term contract renewal by the government after it provided an unacceptable service to rail users. The train company has been given until the 1st of April next year to improve its services following a reduction of its trains. And Bino has turned its Dennis comic strip a different colour in support of World Mental Health Day this month. The special edition strip sees Dennis dressed in yellow and black stripes instead of his usual red and black. That's the latest from Radio News Hub. I'm Jessica Bailey. Millions of people in the UK are unable to afford basic hygiene products to stay clean, according to a new report from the charity, the Hygiene Bank. Ruth Brock is the chief executive. This National Hygiene Week, we want people to join our movement to end the hidden crisis of hygiene poverty by volunteering and donating. And we want policymakers, companies and charities to get around the table with us and those with lived experience to work out how to end hygiene poverty. Because everyone deserves to feel clean. Callan FM weather. Rain clearing the far southeast during the evening, then many areas becoming dry with clear spells and turning chilly as winds ease. Showers will be affecting parts of the north and the west. From the heart of your community, your town, your station, your voice. This is Callan FM. Well, hello. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Dragon Hat. Sorry about that. We are live for the first time today. And today I am joined by the singing commentator, Neil Williams, <laughs> and Disney's own Mark Griffiths. How are you doing today, guys? Yeah, I'm pretty good, even though after the, you know, the loss on Tuesday... I'm pretty happy with the situation at the moment. You know, we've got a game, we get home tomorrow, we've then got the FA Cup game. Yeah, it was a loss at North County, but we're going to have those along the way. You know, we're not, as I said previously, we're not going to win every game. Um, you know, and we're going to have bumps along the road. And, you know, I'm pretty happy we'll have a good win again tomorrow. There'll be plenty of goals at the race course tomorrow. Well, hopefully, hopefully. Mark, Mark anything to add to that? How am I today? Well, fame. <laughs> I'm going to live forever. I'm going to learn how to fly. Hi. I see it coming together. Now I'm Disney's Mark Griffiths. Nothing could go wrong, quite frankly. Well, it's, it's all gone to Mark's head. This. Totally, yeah. Totally, totally. You know, he's had a special, part, a special part of that episode against Dover, and that commentary was amazing, Mark, I must say. But, yeah, 
it's all gone to his head. But anyway, today we're going to break down the Oldham games and our experiences there. Um, Neil was fortunate to be in the stands and me and Mark covered the game. We're also going to break down the Notts County game. We're going to carry on with our rivalry section. We're going to be talking about Tramia. Is it a rivalry? Is it not a rivalry? You guys decide. Maybe we'll do a poll after. And we've got a few other bits and bobs to talk about. So yeah, this is Dragonheart. Well, Oldham, um, wow, that's all I've got to say about that. That was a crazy... It's a short segment now, isn't Yeah, Yeah, well, yeah, it was, it was a crazy game of football and, you know, the first 75 minutes, Neil, at I, times... Tactically, we yeah. got it totally wrong, I think, in the first mm. half of the game and, you know, as soon as we brought all our subs on, it made a huge difference to our play you know we were a lot more aggressive we closed them down we shut them down we looked more a lot more dangerous going forward and we created lots of chances and we all know what happened at the end of the day you know we had that great goal from Tozer you know it was his error that gave them their goal and then right on the dying death Paul Luke Young we, I, I sing his praises every week because he's such a good player for, and he, I, he wears his heart on his sleeve he went in for that header you know, when he had no right to get there, you know, the defender was silly, put his foot up, caught him in the face, straight penalty, mulling, cool as a cucumber, slotted the ball in the back of the net. Fans go wild behind the goal, and I've never experienced anything like it as a fan for many, many years, being a Wrexham fan, following them away. Well, we're going to talk about our experiences just after we break down the game, but, Mark, the first half, at times, was really entertaining, wasn't it? It was, a, it was quite an open game. But also very frustrating to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I feel like a bit of a stuck record sometimes. But again, this is a case of the opposition are allowed to play well against us. And I thought Oldham, the first half, did really well for their terrific energy. They really pressed us intelligently. They got behind the ball when they had to. And we really found it difficult to break them down. It was we were quite laboured in the way that we tried to do that having said that I think that you were quite right in the commentary saying they'll tire in the second half and I think there were a lot of factors that played into us getting control of the game but that was part of it they had really worked hard in the first half and they tired I think the other element that turned it in our favour was you know just playing the percentages they've got a defence of Talented, I think young lads on loan from higher divisions. We saw when Dean Saunders was manager and he tries to do that constantly. That quite frankly, those players make mistakes. They're learning and they had a, they had a 45 minutes of all out defense. I thought they defended well, but then ultimately there were a couple of silly mistakes in the build up to the first goal and there was a, Silly mistakes include with the penalty, not least, as you say, trying to, trying to volley the ball clear when Luke Young is standing underneath it. <laughs> not, not, not the smartest move. So I think I think a combination of um, their the lack of their maybe lack of experience and was what let the, us come back into the game. That and just the fact, like I say, young lads tire. Well, you said that under Dean Saunders and what have you when we were, you know, just got into the conference that. Oldham really struck me as a very similar side to us when we first come down. Mm. You know, they've had a few experienced players at that level. They look a bit 
all over the place, on and off the pitch, don't they, in, in some regards. Uh, but first half, Neil, they looked a really good side. Yeah, it's a big learning curve for them. You know, everybody comes to this division thinking, you know, they're going to walk it, and it's, it's not the case, you know. It's a, it's a really tough... You know, tough division to get out of, as we we all know. We, you know, we've tried on a couple of t- occasions to get out and failed. Look, hopefully this year is going to be our year that we get promoted automatically and not through the playoffs. But Oldham first half totally dominated us. They shut us down very quickly. They were very quick over the you know on the break with the ball over the top. You know, um, with the extra extra striker playing for them and running onto the ball, and he had some pace. And you know, I was surprised he played so well for them when he never played well for us, <laughs> Wrexham. But he, he, you know, he, he took their first goal excellently. You know. Keeper didn't have a chance. Um, second half, but as I said, as Mark said, you know they they put a lot of effort into that first half to gain control of the game, which they they did, they did, and it was inevitable that they were going to tie. Even though they're a full time squad, you know, you could see they're going to tie because the amount of chasing down the running down the done of us, um, and we bought. Uh, substitutes on at the right time with fresh legs the pace quickened up a bit we were a bit slicker with our passing and we caused them lots of problems and that's when they started to panic the more we tried to press them the more they panicked and they were making they, you know they gave away a lot of fouls which a lot of their fans were saying oh it shouldn't have been a foul the referee was on our side but I totally disagree I thought the ref had a very good game on, on last Saturday um, and he gave everything either way what was needed um, but yeah, it was inevitable they were going to tie because of the amount of effort they put into the first half and as Mark said, inexperience caused them the game, to be honest. Well, I'm going to have to uh, challenge you on the referee thing because me and Mark, and as you say, when you're sitting as a fan watching the game and you're sitting as uh, commentating, you see two different things sometimes, don't you? I thought the referee was poor. Really, he should have got his cards out a lot quicker. Oh. I don't think the, I don't think they were protecting the Wrexham players, all the Olden players. I think he was a bit. Yeah, I, I do agree with you on that point. But for you know, giving free kicks, I think it was very fair. But yeah, he was very slow on pulling any cards out. I mean, did he give one yellow card or two yellow cards? Yeah, the whole we got game? one, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but there was that handbags in the middle of the first half yeah, as yeah, well, yeah, wasn't yeah. there? You know, when Molly went down. Was but, it? Yeah. As a referee, for you, is that a, is that a red card? Um, having looked at the replays a few times, I think no. But I've seen people get sent off for that. If you if you see what I mean, I mean when Tollett was uh, sort of charging across, that's what Tyler French did when he got sent off in his debut at Eastleigh. You know, just running across aggressively to get involved. It was a chest to chest contact, and Mullen made a lot of it. But it's a daft thing to do. But I mean, it's just little things like um, the initial foul. The fouled player grabs hold of the ball. Yeah, but it's not a foul. Therefore, it's deliberate handball. It should be a yellow card yeah, straight yeah. away. Yeah. So I thought, yeah, I, I thought his decision making was pretty good, but his actual, you know, his, the, the card he was given out, yeah. he was far too lenient. Yeah. And, you know, that does affect the game because there were a lot of tactical fouls in midfield by Oldham to try and stop us getting forwards. Well, it's difficult to do that when you're on a yellow card, isn't it? Yeah. 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 100%. And that, uh, back to that Paul Mullin, you know, uh, tussle or whatever it was. If that was the Premier League with VAR, that would have been a red card. I think quite possibly. Yeah, yeah. But I, I do think, I also do think on the flip side, you know, you look at the National League ref and Premier League ref and, and the game itself, National League and Premier League, it's, it's two, sometimes, Mark, it's like two different sports. Yeah, and I, I agree with what you said about, you know, in the Premier League it becomes a red card because of VAR. VAR, I think, changes the way that games are officiated, uh, which I don't think is terribly healthy for football. 
you know, you've got almost two-track decision-making processes. There are fouls that get given by VAR because they pick up a little bit of contact that at a normal level with a normal ref judging it by what he sees. It isn't a foul. Um, so it does bother me slightly that. But but how do we answer, answer this refereeing problem then? Because there is... <laughs> Robot t- referees. Robot referees would be perfect. With eyes in the back of the head. Yeah, yeah but... Yeah. You, you, yeah. Card dispensing slots, you know, to give out cards. I hear, I hear pundits say VAR is not the answer. Uh, we should go back to how it was. Then you know, we do. You know, they're obviously not watching football at lower league level because there is some shocking decisions. And they, you know, the same pundits, the ones who were calling for VAR five or ten years ago. I think VAR. You know, thought. I think it's got some good points, you know. It's, it should stop players committing fouls that they may well have done before and got away with, you know, but it, it hasn't got rid of all the shirt pulling or whatever, um, which is what really annoys me in our, in our league, you know, and the refs never pull up on it. Um, just pulling your shirt just to see, <laughs> what, see what the reaction would be. We could be good no, at it, so you know, corners, destroyed. You know, the number of times you see the shirts being pulled at corners and grabbed hold of, and was it the olden game where it actually got through to the ground, or was it last weekend's the game week, week before where our defender actually got through to the ground, and I can't remember who it was, but you know, there's so much goes. You keep saying, Mark, you know, he'll blow his whistle when we take the corner and he'll stop the play. Mm. To sort out what's going on mm. in, in the uh, penalty area, and all you always say, let them get on with it and let them. Dig. And, and I totally agree with you yeah. that. And that's what. But I guess it's the directive they receive from from the powers of be. So, to let a free flowing game, yes, there should have been a lot more yellow cards. I didn't think Mullin was a, a red card on, on on Saturday. At least it should have been a yellow card. Um, but that was just from a, a fan's view. But you know, we were far away, so. Was it a yellow, red card or no card, though? Because if you're going to card him, it's violent conduct, then it should be a red card. The action, shouldn't it? Uh, and if they're not going to book anyone, it should be a booking for you to mull him for simulation, shouldn't it? Surely. Well, he did make contact with him. I don't know. I, th- I think there's a there's a grey area in between, isn't there? And the ref could say, right, it's not violent conduct, but it was aggressive. Um, I, I think that's one of those where your opinion is going to differ, and that's the beauty of it. And that's why VAR, in a way, just adds that soap opera of we all argue about stuff. VAR, the media before it was brought in, tried to make out, oh yeah, yeah, it'll get rid of all controversies. No, it won't. VAR will create more controversies. Mm-hmm. Football's a matter of opinion. It's the nature of the game. Yeah, when, you, when a yeah. foul yeah. is on, ha- judging the amount of contact or whether it's enough to knock somebody over, or, then it's a, it's a it's not like cricket where it's straight line decisions. No. So it, it's always going to be an argument. So I reckon we should just sit, sit back in the deep bath of controversy and enjoy it. And we have the conversation every game, don't we? About there the you go. Yeah, I think the ref, <laughs> you know, the refereeing sometimes is part of the fun, isn't it? You know, the bad. <laughs> Bad decisions, the good decisions, you know, it's part of the fun of football for me anyway, the controversy. Yeah. Anyway, Absolutely. Ba- back to the game. Uh, three X-Rex and players playing for Oldham, <laughs> and I must say, they were all excellent, weren't they, Mark? Yeah, the fun dog, but what's, what's his deal? <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know, he did nothing for us at Wrexham. <laughs> no. you know, I, where he got his pace from, I do not know. Now, to be fair, 
he, he did do something for us at Wrexham, but it's his career pattern, isn't it? He arrives somewhere, he makes a good impact. So he yeah, scored yeah. six goals in his first five games, uh-huh. something and like then that. Just, and just then just disappears into then, oblivion, basically, yeah. yeah. And he's done that at other clubs as well. Right. Um, but Oldham, he seems to have done in reverse because he's waited till we've come along. Yeah. And at, like at Chesterfield, he, the games. You know, he, he, he performed against us. And then this, again, the, the press was saying beforehand to us, oh, he's, he's, he's not done well for us at all. And yet, against us, they couldn't, apparently they couldn't believe that he played like that, you know? Well, a lot of them called Didier Fondop, didn't they, the fans after <laughs> it? Uh, but yeah, he, he was an absolute menace. Like, hmm. He was. He was the first, it was the first time I've ever seen Toza and Hayden get manhandled, really. Yeah, yeah, and they, they, they look like they really, yeah, he's you a know, bad, isn't he? yeah, they, they really struggled with him. And let's talk about that first goal because, it was a big toes mistake, wasn't it? Yeah. And unfortunately, not the first of the season, but they, they all, make, all players make mistakes and it happened. They scored from it, we move on, you know, and we went on and won the game. But yeah, he, he hasn't. Where this pressure, I don't know. I, I don't know. With, you know, some of his distribution out of defence is sometimes quite debatable as well, you know. But uh, he does a job, you know, 95% of the time he's a really good player, you know, he's solid. Along with Hayden, you know, those centre two are fantastic, but occasionally he just has a. A poorer game, shall I say? Well, oh, I've, I've got to weigh it in favour of Toza there, though. I think you know he makes the odd error here and there. Yeah, I yeah. think he started the season a little slowly, but he still played well. And some of his passing really opens things up as well, like mm-hmm. the chance at Notts County where he pings mm-hmm. it to Jordan Davis, who nearly scores early on. No, I'm just picking on, so, yeah, on that yeah. one game. You know, he did have a couple of errors. You know, yeah. his distribution was a bit poor at times, but you know, all players do that. But that because the pressure was on us. You know, they were attacking us all the time. The ironic thing is that Fondop scores a screamer. Yeah, yeah. and otherwise. We wouldn't really be too focused on toes or anything from no, that. No. And, and to be fair to Oldham, I mean, wasn't that a gloriously uh, sort of sharp finish from winning it on the halfway line to getting it to fond up to slam it in the bottom corner? Fantastic. And from a way out as well. Yeah, brilliant finish. And, you know, he catches Howard out. At, yeah. Some people blamed Howard. Not no, at all. Fin- no. fam- fabulous finish. Hit it so early and so cleanly and so accurately. Mm-hmm. By the time Howard's set, it's gone past him. And if, I, if I remember rightly, banked just before yeah, it's the next that, that's yeah. really horrible for a goalkeeper to save to yeah. you know it, a hell of a goal and he had that other chance didn't he in the second half did, which he, where Hayden he, he was out muscling Hayden and toes and he struck it just above the, the post yeah, yeah past the, the post. post as well so he was a real mm. real nuisance and so was Tollett as well I thought I thought he looked excellent he's shown some real Defensive quality, which he didn't show at Wrexham. Yeah, he's got a lot of pace. But it was Elliot Lee was the key player, wasn't he? Yeah. In terms of when he came on, yeah. we made him man of the match on half an hour's work because he changed it completely, and he was brilliant. Yeah, uh, and the change of shape, I think, was genius by Phil Parkinson. Yeah, I really yeah. do. I, th- I think Elliot Lee coming on, he, he just dictated the game, dictated the pace of the game, and. You could still, and then the latter end of the game, from, I'd say from 70 minutes onwards, you could start see Oldham starting to tire, couldn't you? It's his confidence, I think, as well, though. He, you know, he's, he's happy to take on players, you know, and he's got that small lad, but he's a chunky lad, but he's got pace as well, you know, and he'll take on the defence, you know, which is great to see, which I've complained about a lot of Wrexham players, you know, they will not take on, the, you know, the final player. They'd rather go the, the reverse option and pass it back, but Lee is fantastic, you know, in going forward. Um, and a great addition to the squad and I think you know him as a player will just improve as the season goes on uh, and good in the air as well he had the head of chance <laughs> yeah. didn't he that was a hell, yeah. hell of a technique from far, that far out to force a save but what I want to talk about now is that first goal um, Elliot Lee 
that assist was magical. And I don't think people are talking about it enough. That, I think that goal is going to be very underrated this season. Well, as um, Humphrey Carr said in his weekly <coughs> column, tools to finish it like a 30 goal a season striker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the weight on that pass, it was so crowded in that penalty yeah. area, the weight on that pass from Lee was absolute perfection, wasn't it? Yeah. The positioning of Carragher, Jamie Carragher's son, was awful. And he, I, I don't know why he was doing some daydreaming and then suddenly realised where he was and sprinted in. But that gave Tozer the chance to sidestep and overshoot, make him overshoot and, and bang, that chance was there then. I think and the build-up as well to the goal was really good as well, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's all credit to Tozer for me because he wasn't having the best of games. Yeah. And then he gets an opportunity, opportunity and he scores... And Neil, what was it like in that away end? Because uh, watching it from where we were, for me, it was a nice experience. Yeah. And it was just, oh, it was, I, it was I crazy. I must say, you know, the fans were fantastic. The, the support that went there, 2,500, they sang throughout the whole game. And I, I love having a good sing-song, as you guys know. <laughs> and I learned some new songs, which was great. But when that, <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> when, that first, when that first goal went in, it was just sublime. You know, I don't think we could believe it, because I thought it's going to be one of those games where we have chances and we missed some but then you know that we could see we were right behind, I was right behind the goal and that strike from Tozer from where he was was mm. the keeper was never going to get that uh, and, and as you say the, the, the pass to him was, was perfect and he just bottom called on it and I, I don't think we, and you know when you're away fan you just you see the goal going in and that's it you just erupt don't you and you don't take much notice of what else one's going on the pitch and you just screaming and shouting and it was just amazing and and the atmosphere after that just built up again didn't it yeah. because it, it built up a notch because we'd equalised and I think Wrexham fans might have been happy with a one all draw but but no you know the team weren't happy with the one all draw and I think a couple of them have come out and said after the game you know that the actual fans spurred them on because you know, they, they didn't want to let the fans down because it was so amazing at that game and and, and, and Luke Young as I've said earlier is, is just a fantastic player won us the penalty cool as a cucumber super poor Mullin penalty spot was he ever going to miss that no great penalty and then it went absolutely berserk people jumping everywhere all over the top of people and, and it was just a great atmosphere and they kept us in 20 minutes after the game as well and, and for that whole 20 minutes the fans were singing it was a lovely, lovely environment to be in. You know, there were kids there, over the moon, mums, dads, all together, all jumping up and down, hugging each other, and it was just a great experience. You know, I, I think we should all experience that, as, you know, and go and see a game like that, where you, you win a game and you're there with your, your fellow fans. It's, it's just a special, special feeling. Yeah. And it, it, was, it was a special, special feeling commentating on it, wasn't it, Mark? And, you know, let's pull it back to that second, you know, the penalty. Yeah. What was the defender doing there, Mark? Because there was no real danger. Luke Young was heading it away from goal. It was a bit of a rookie's error, wasn't it? It was beautiful. <laughs> it was absolutely beautiful. What a wonderful thing to do, to to have a non-dangerous situation and decide I'm going to kick somebody in the face in the bounce area. Mm-hmm. I think that, that's, that's football. <laughs> that's the thing I like most. But you guys beautiful. couldn't experience what we experienced no. as going as fans, you know. You've got to keep very calm. Although, I, I, I'm sorry, I when, th- I, when I come I think I screamed. I think I screamed I, when I, 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 was I, <laughs> I can't keep calm when we score. Whether I haven't done many away games, but um, home games, I just can't keep in my seat. I've got to cheer. It's just yeah. automatic. It's built within you, I think. Well, well me and Mark had to be very calm. I, yeah, that's what because, I was leading on to, guys. Because... <laughs> literally not even well centimetres away from us was Oldham fans and a lot of them in all fairness and they were very loud and that's one thing I've got to say 
the Oldham support was incredible as well because we could we could listen to both, couldn't we? And at times Oldham were out singing us, Wrexham fans were out singing Oldham. It was it was a real proper proper atmosphere, and it was it, it, that's what made it special for me. It was the atmosphere, the occasion, the stadium. But in the Wrexham fans, you couldn't actually hear the Oldham fans. It was strange. You couldn't even when the Wrexham fans were quiet. The noise coming from the far end of the ground, you could hardly hear. You could only hear the fans in the lower tier of the new stand. Mm. Who was singing? But you know, most of the time, all you could do was erection fans. For, for both fans were bouncing. To yeah, be fair, they were. we could we could hear him. Mm-hmm. But we um, we generally had a lovely welcome from Oldham yeah. as a club, and yeah. the fans were all very friendly, mm-hmm. apart from one. Jay. Well, yeah, it was a bit strange. This <laughs> we had this guy literally sitting. Oh, I see. Oh, no, he's like row in front of us. Row in front yeah. of us, and he was. Just shouting at us, wasn't he, Mark? Throughout the game, sporadically, <laughs> and I know you, I know you noticed, and I noticed, and it was just a bit awkward, wasn't it? It was brilliant. I loved it. It was hilarious, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> but I, I like your breakdown of it. Go on, you say it. Well, it was all a bit, you know, your classic sort of totally irrational football fan, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, you know, every time the Wrexham fan sung a chant which ended in the word word Wales, he would just shout England back at them. <laughs> Even though, I mean, what, what difference will that make? Uh, you know, people 150 metres away who can't hear you aren't going to be affected by this. You didn't win because you said England afterwards. And all the people around him must be thinking... Perhaps you felt better twist. for doing it, you know? I'm sure he did. But, you know, it, it, it was a bit of a worrying sign. Well, but then, uh, at the final whistle, <laughs> when he left, <laughs> uh, he he just suddenly Did he come started in, come in, introduce himself to you oh no they never do that oh, I've right, had this okay. happen in the past they never do that they know when you're on air that they're safe to say stuff to you because you're not likely to say let me stop commenting for a second we're going to punch a man in the face <laughs> so they, all, they don't do that so what he did was he walked along didn't he and the, 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 they're all obviously slightly lower than us and his face was level with my laptop and he started shouting all sorts into the back of my laptop as if he thought that was a microphone and he was on air yeah, yeah. spoiling the commentary. Um, it was great. And so so I just felt I had to finish the commentary by saying, um, I'm sorry, everybody, but there's a 60-year-old man standing... He was about 60, standing yeah. in front of us who thinks a, a laptop is a microphone and is screaming abuse at us. I'm sorry, everybody. You know, so, so it was quite funny because he could hear me saying that. It made me feel nice. Sorry. I bullied an old man, but then he's same age. He's probably like 35, wasn't he? Well, no. <laughs> well, well <laughs> that's how they look in Oldham. Oh, 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 he's all, they gave him a, they gave Cheer free say, pie. Was, that was my next uh, say, they looked uh, after you well, yeah, they did well, did I? The first got, time yeah, you've got anywhere. He got a free pie, he got a free drink, and he was, and, and he was all old and lovely. And, I think and now, one bad experience. <laughs> Wrexham should learn by example, I think, and perhaps we should have a free pie at Wrexham as well, you know? <laughs> wow. You can dream. We, we, yeah. we, um, I've got to say, me and Mark, we were welcomed so, you know, warmly, weren't we, by we were. the older media team. They were brilliant and, <laughs> you know, the fans as well. And we got chatting to a fan who's been commentating at Oldham games from the 60s, wasn't he? And that was... Really nice to pick his brain and what have you. He was a real character, wasn't he? He certainly was. He was uh, a good bloke. Yeah, he was, he was a good bloke. And I wanted to talk to him after the game, but yeah. they, they scarpered off very quickly. Mm. But it was, you know what? It was, it was such a, it was my, I've got to say it was my favourite game I've ever commentated on because it was away and, and it was just great to experience from like a third person watching the Wrexham fans go wild, not being able to go wild myself and just standing there and watching it, you know, from afar. It was, it, it was really nice and it was a, 
It was an amazing game, wasn't it? You don't get, you won't get, get many games like that. No, well, look, Halifax last season, but there we go. Yeah, but Halifax last season, but then, I, I, I get, I get what you mean, Neil. Yeah, but yeah. comebacks, basically. That, that big, you know, that big atmosphere that Halifax don't bring no, anymore. No, they don't. Oldham, no. bring a good yeah, atmosphere, a proper ground, yeah. two proper fan bases. Ten thousand plus, was it? No, nine thousand there, which was a great, great attendance, their biggest since. Since 2013 yeah. against Liverpool in the Cup, you know, so it says a lot about what they thought about, you know, the importance of the game, you know, with Wrexham yeah. coming there. So uh, Two huge crowds, and again, it, it, on Tuesday, after this, we're going to talk about the not, that Notts County game. Yeah, the Tudor Park. I'm Reese Johnson, and you're listening to the Dragon Heart Radio Show. I just thought I'd talk over a bump there. So <laughs> that's, what, that's what those pros do. I was taught to do that in California. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. Walsh showed me how to do that. <laughs> well, from Stockport County last season to Notts County this season, is it going to be another county side that are going to cause us terror this season? Because for me, they were really good on Tuesday, Mark. They were, but they're not going to finish above us. Yeah. And, and actually, if I'm honest, as watching that game, even though I was disappointed at how yeah. it happened, I, I I didn't shake my my notion that we'll finish comfortably ahead of them because they can't defend. No. Now we were poor on the mm. day in their half, mm-hmm. and we didn't take our chances. Yeah, we but and I, I admit Howard had to make some good saves. Yeah. But for me, that game is about us not starting well. First twenty was poor, yeah. and then after that, um, we controlled the game to a great extent the fact we had to go at them and they were good on the break meant that they made chances but we could have scored three or four easily and, yeah. and if they defend like that all season they will let a lot of goals in I yeah, to- totally agree with you Mark I thought we were the better team especially in the second half oh. and, and just, just poor finishing on our part was, was what cost us the game no I disagree with you there not to count with by far the better side for the majority of the game in, in, my, per- in my personal opinion they, they, they had the, the, the majority of the ball we were just hoofing it over the top looking for Palmer and Mullin at times we looked very desperate and Notts County looked the superior side on the day I, I you know on the balance of the whole game because they had the first 20 all to themselves yeah. you know I accept that I just feel that you know we left the back door open more and more as the game went on because we were trying to drive forwards um, but nonetheless I thought we made some fabulous chances I mean Indeed. look at the Oldham game you know we're, we're delighted with the Oldham game you know, but it's only because we 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 weren't spectacular in the second half. We dominated, made chances, uh, and got there in the end. Whereas the Notts County game was sort of similar in a I, way. I'm not massively. I, I like that the what happened in the Oldham game was amazing. That's what it's all about being a football fan. But I'm not happy with the performance against Oldham because I don't. Think, I think Oldham are a good side, but I don't think they're that good. And we made real hard work of it. And we then we played Notts County. I think at times they were just passing a lot better than us. Oh yeah, Ruben, Ruben Rodriguez mm. was tearing us to pieces at, at but, times. But Neil kept saying in the commentary that we didn't pressure the ball enough in the first, the first 25 minutes. minutes, and that was our biggest problem. Our tactics yeah. were totally wrong in the first 25 minutes. But as soon as we changed that, the swing of the game, you know, moved or the pendulum moved more to Wrexham and Palmer missed a sitter where he should have passed it to Mullen in the first half and vice versa Mullen again should have passed to Palmer and he had no open goal if they hadn't been so selfish it would have been 1-1 half time and we had plenty of chances yeah. in the second half I just put that you know, don't know why, again. I don't know why Palmer took a shot there 
he didn't really have the best of games, I don't think, against Notts County. I don't want to be too harsh. He should have laid it on to Mullin, but saying that Mullin may have, the way the game was going, Mullin may have missed anyway, so it, it, it was just one of them. It was, mm-hmm. it was, it was a tough watch at times, though, was. wasn't it? I would have said, you know, a draw would have been, a, you know, a great result. Yeah. yeah. Well, it would, it would have been, on, on the performance yeah. of the game of both sides, I'd have said that would have been, you know, a draw would have been a, happy for both teams, they'd have both been happy with the performance. That's it, just, as a Wrexham fan, it's disappointing to lose. We know what it's like to lose, but mm. yeah, I was I was happy with their second half performance. You know, we've got to think we're away. We've been that's our second away game in three days. We had to go away again. Um, I was generally happy with our performance in the second half. Um, you know, we we brought on the th- same three subs, mixed it up a bit. Maybe didn't work as well as it did against Oldham. Mm. Perhaps County were a little bit fitter than Oldham were. Um, but I thought we we f- played far far better, and, and, and we should have scored. Yeah, Howard made some good saves, but their keeper made some good saves as well. Uh, so balance of play, I, I think it should have been a draw. But yeah, I'm sure County are over the moon to have beat us. It's a long way to go yet. We're only what 12 games yeah, into the yeah. season. Who cares if we lose to Notts County or whether we lose to Torquay early part of the season? It's what happens towards the back end of the season where these teams will start to fall away, injuries, suspensions, and we've got the squad there in depth to bring in players if we need to and I think that is what is going to dictate this season this, this uh, year and I think if a big team comes in for is it Langstaff their striker <coughs> yeah. they're not going to be able to say no to good money are they where we're, we've got the money to say no to the you know, people trying to pull Mullin and Palmer. Mm-hmm. If you know, if, if a team wants to sign Mullin or one well, of our t- Jordan Davis, our top the, players, they're going to have to pay rumors, top top money, aren't they? Yeah, there's rumours that the Cardiff were after Jordan Davis, but nothing to materialise about that. So yeah. I think that was rumour. Yeah, more was, yeah. Than reality. Yeah, maybe. But the thing is, I mean, Langstaff is it 16 goals in 12 games? Yeah, and he came down from where did he come from? Gateshead. Gateshead yeah. Both parents came from yeah, Gateshead. Yeah. So, so that's been fantastic for them, you know. There will be football. But how how long can they continue with that? Well, I, I think you carry on for the whole rest of the season. Why not? You know, you've got, to have, you've got to have the people behind you as well to provide that. Well, he's got Ruben Rodriguez, who's, yeah. who's yeah. but it only takes one injury, you know. Yeah, is that that could be the same for us as well. Yeah, but we've got plenty of good players to come in and replace that injured player. You know, I'm just saying. I think. Tuesday was a bit of a wake-up call to a lot of Wrexham fans who think yeah. we're just gonna ro- we're just gonna roll the league over and we're gonna we're gonna be winning by twenty points clear. But I think if if we slip up at any point, we're gonna have Notts County and Chesterfield right behind us who are fantastic sides. I think there's a lot of fans out there that thought we would have run away with this league, and you know. If, you, if you're a true football fan you know it's never going to be that simple apart from if you're Man City maybe but they have their yeah. slip ups as well but uh, no I, I didn't go into the season and think we we're going to win every game and be no, you know, we 20 didn't. points we didn't by. but a lot of fans do yeah and, and a lot of fans still do but you know it's football you know things can happen you know it could be bad refereeing it could be all kinds of things you know but to have only lost two games so far out of 12 we're in a far better place than we were this time last season I think the football is far more entertaining especially at home Mm, mm. Uh, where we look invincible and, th- and they've got to come to us if we lose away fair enough to them they've got to come to us we beat them well it evens it all up so they're not three points of edwards yeah it's we're equal basically so it's a home and away season where we've all got to go home and away and i think the season will tell and we, we will be comfortable winners i think by the end of the season i'm <laughs> delighted to announce that carl and fm have got the rights for live coverage of the middleweight fight between jay and <laughs> 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 well, we got well, well, the, the trash torsion has been brilliant. Well, you know, well, well, Mark, 
though we lost Ches- lost to Chesterfield and to Notts County, I actually think getting those two games out of the way now, the, you know, I'd rather them play. I'd rather play and lose them now than mm. play them in the latter end of the season where it could really dint our confidence. You know, losing to these two teams, there's no shame in it at all, is there? Well, no. I mean, if you look at it, those two look like being the main contenders to us. We've now got the two toughest games of the season out of the way in that case then. And we are two points ahead of Chesterfield. So what good did beating us do then? Yeah. And we're only one point behind Notts County. Both those teams have got to come to the race course where we're outstanding. Um, And what did Chesterfield do on Tuesday? They went and lost again. Yeah, and this is the thing, in some regard, is... It doesn't matter how if we lose to Chesterfield, Notts County again. No. If they carry on losing to other teams that Correct. we're thrashing, it's a whole season with forty six games. But I, I also do think there's going to be some other contenders. I think Bromley are going to be yeah, yeah. dark horse. I think they're looking really good at the moment to win it, though. I don't know. No, but maybe good enough to take points yeah. off us. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm born, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's, it's the way I'm looking at it is what teams are good enough to finish above us. Yeah, I think the only one so far is Notts County. I see one and, fewer and, than you, if I'm honest. I know, and I think that means we'd have to really slip up. I really, yeah, do. yeah, yeah. But that's not out the realm of possibility no. in football either. And Notts County could do exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Have five I, six no. defeats on the trot. No, I no, I under, I hundred percent agree. <laughs> But we will just, you know, if, if we get a bit of a wobble, we'll buy Erling Holland. Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, or his dad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, maybe not his dad. Maybe. <laughs> no, no. But yeah, yeah, well, I, I'm not... I know, you took it hard on Tuesday. I took it hard because I, I thought... I, I take every loss hard. And I, you know, we all do. We all yeah. do, but it all comes out in different ways in this, you know? And it's chuffed that I, 20 quid on that council we're going to win one I usually sleep on it and then I usually think, oh, you know what, that's not actually it's still great too bad. Now, isn't it, that we lost. Uh, yes and no. It will all be rectified tomorrow. Uh, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. it will be. But yeah. back to the Notts County game, Mark... And I think we need to talk about Mark Howard. I think we need to have a little bit of appreciation Absolutely. for him because, for me, he was excellent. Mm. Some of the saves he made, yeah. it was just really good to watch, wasn't it? He was superb, wasn't he? He had no chance with the goal, but goodness me, those saves. I mean, that one after 90 seconds where he's gone down to his left and saved it, and then he's been hit straight back in, and he's managed to get his foot to the second shot. I mean, fair play to him, but he was absolutely outstanding, wasn't he? And you know, the, the, the number and quality of saves he made. And again, his distribution does ask questions. Sometimes you release it early, gives Mullins something to chase, and it can cause problems. So, yeah. no, he's really starting to settle and, and show his value now, but that was an outstanding performance. And I think that's what happened with a lot of our players. They seem to be improving as our game goes on. I mean, he had a, a couple of, two or three, maybe, can I say, dodgy games at the beginning of the season? Yeah, maybe? But that's yeah, 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 yeah. disastrous, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Beastly game as well, yeah. yeah. And he's improved dramatically. You know, I think Palmer's improved dramatically. So many of our players have improved as our season is going on. I think that will be the case, you know, throughout the season. Confidence is a, is, is a big thing. Okay, I have a bit of a controversial question now. Uh-oh. Rob Lainton's fully fit and Mark Howard's fully fit. Who do you pick? If we're still winning, I'll keep uh, Howard in goal. Oh, well, I mean, I suppose the point of having yeah, a goalkeeper <laughs> to put pressure on the goalkeeper mm-hmm. is that if Howard's playing well, he probably doesn't lose his place. But no. Leighton is there to put pressure on yeah. him. That was um, 
fascinated watching Welcome to Wrexham yesterday, yeah. and not just because of me, but because of the. Um, <laughs> if I'm honest, it was mostly because of me. Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, it was 95% me, but then 5% Rob Leanton being told by a specialist that his career could be over. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that was really that was really something that was, mm-hmm. um, especially because he made a joke about it, which I thought, okay, that's it. <laughs> the gallows humour of the goalkeeper, but uh, yeah, it was. Um, it'd be brilliant to see him back. But Howard has the position; it's his to lose now, isn't it? Yeah, I think if you were Howard and Leighton come back as fit, and they dropped you and put Leighton in goal, I think you'd be really upset, mm. wouldn't you? Yeah, if you absolutely. Leighton yeah. Instead of Howard, yeah, yeah. But having Leighton coming back would be good for Howard as well, because mm. you know, if, if 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 he has a few games, he makes a few mistakes, then Leighton could be just slotted straight in, mm-hmm. which. I, I think I do, I do think you don't switch a goalkeeper willy nilly. I think that's the one position you don't really play with, is it, Mark? Isn't it, Mark? Really? I, I'm you know I'm inclined to say that, but they're both safe pairs of hands. Yeah, pun it, non intended. Um, so I, don't, I wouldn't feel overly concerned. The defence we got now is essentially, apart from Ford, the same. Well, well the wing backs, but then they're not really all the time defending the back three is the same as what you had before we know it works well with Leighton so I, I wouldn't be overly worried either way but there's no reason you know as a professional if Howard did nothing wrong and then got dropped yeah. you would have every right to turn around and say well why have I been dropped why, why has that happened yeah. yeah so and you wouldn't be happy at all would you no not at all not at all and well, to add to that we just signed you know Scott Butler yeah, young lad coming into the club, you know, come back to Wrexham from Swansea, signed till the end of the season, which is you know just buffering enough. I would sense defence again. He's done well in the reserves that he's played in. He's been made captain, so yeah. you know, he's been be another you know another bit of backup if we have problems in the back. And it'd be interesting to see Tunnicliffe have a start as well at some point. Well, it's remarkably brought in a player Tunnicliffe's quality because yeah. I've always really liked him, and he can't get on the pitch, so that's remarkable. Yeah. Um, but also, like I said, Butler is a talented centre-back. It would seem, certainly the club are happy with him. Having brought him in, I think they feel, yeah. you know, he fits in well. He, you know, he was a Wrexham youth product anyway. I think they're glad to have him back. I mean, you know, in terms of giving him a contract, okay, we've given a few youth players contracts, which we've never used to do. So it might not be we're looking at having him in the first team necessarily, but we're giving him that chance to show what he can do. Yeah. I do think they, they feel that he was... You know, now we've got the reserves up and running, which yeah. makes a huge difference. It gives him game time. It may not be every week, but, you know, we can, yeah. you know Parkinson's going to see how, how they're playing and what they're doing now on the pitch in the reserves. I think they feel there's a level of maturity in the way he plays that shows that he's gone off to uh, Swansea's academy mm-hmm. and picks a lot of good habits up and then has come back and and it potentially and, could develop into something. And who knows if there's injuries, he, he may yeah. Have, yeah, yeah. he might he might have to play. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you think what happened to Hayden last season? We lost, and that's when we seemed yeah. to, mm-hmm. to struggle after Hayden went in, off injured for the last few four games of the season. Yeah, but uh, just capping off this segment now. Um, after Notts County, we're going into Barnet now. It, that's it. Feels like a bit more of a bigger game coming from a loss now, doesn't it, Mark? Really. Mm, yeah, but we're still second, one point off top. I don't feel too concerned nah. by that. I mean, the thing is that our home fans' form is fantastic. Yeah. We just need to go and do that again. The players are yeah. so confident when they set foot on that pitch at the race course, they expect to win, don't they? Yeah. And Barnet started well. In our last home game, you know, we came from a poor draw away at South End, 0 0. We were lucky to get a point there. And then battered Torquay 6 0 in our next home game, you know. So I can't see anything different, as I said to Mark beforehand. I think uh, I heard on the radio on the way in that Barnett have conceded 13 goals in the last three games 
dodgy, but aren't it? Yeah. Well, and what did we put Pelham last time we played? Was it six we put Pelham? Six last yeah. time, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they started the season really well. They did, they did, yeah. But I think they're regressing to the norm now. They were awful last season. They were absolutely shocking last season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on paper, I wasn't that impressed with the business they did in the summer. They changed things around a bit, but I wasn't totally convinced of the players they were bringing in. And I think they've, they've had a, a nice start, but it, I think it's starting to drift back to where they should be now, I think. But one of our toughest games this season was Eastley at home, wasn't it? If they make it in a physical affair and a, a games like that, and a, a, ga- a, f- a game full of gamesmanship and what have you, like Maidenhead last season as well, make they make it tough. You never know what can happen. I'm confident that we'll win because we're a crack inside, but you never know. It's it, it, it's one hell of a tough league. Mm. Um, anyway, after this, we're going to be talking about our rivalry, or is it not a rivalry with Tramier? Kerry Evans, and you're listening to Dragonheart Radio Show. Evenings on Callan FM. Ian Rush, Neville Southall, Rob Page, Adrian Childs, Griff Rees, Johnny Owen, and many, many more are going to be in Wrexham this November for the world's first ever global festival of all things football. With 30 screenings, gigs and activities, including retro board games, Xbox, VR, street football, book signings and panel discussions with authors and journalists, music, gigs and performances. The 11th, 12th, 13th November, live, breathe, dream football at the Wild Gorg Festival in Wrexham. If you can't get the Qatar, then Wrexham is the place to be, and beer will be widely available during all three days. Hide, stop your dusky. I got a curse our line, a queen we neb, dust him ridey Yn ystod wythros addysg oedolion eleni, mae modd cymryd rhan mewn cyrsiau byr am ddim a sesiynau blasu i roi cynnig ar rhywbeth newydd. Be bynnag sy'n dysiwtod i, os wyt ti eisiau codi dy hyder, gwellad y lesiant neu ddatblygu dysgiliau i gael swydd newydd. Cymau rhan yn wythros addysg oedolion i ddysgu rhywbeth newydd. Chwilia Cymru'n Gweithio. Wythnos Addysg Oedolion. If you bought a timeshare in Spain or the Canaries, you may have been missold and could be owed compensation. Text TIME to 78900 to find out more. Do you feel like your business is being seen and not heard? From T Palb to T Maura, Coid Point to Kevinie Bay, we can reach an engaged local audience. Maybe it's time to try radio advertising. We offer effective and affordable packages to suit your business and budget. Find out more on our website. Search Calon FM today. From the heart of your community, your town, your station, your voice. This is Callan FM. Well, <laughs> Tramia, it's um we're carrying off our rivalry section. We're gonna be talking about Tramia today. Is it a rivalry? Is it not a rivalry? Neil seems to think it's not one. I seem to think it's one of our bigger games. I'd say it's as big as Shrewsbury, really. Neil, go on, argue your case. I've never seen them personally as a local rivals. Yes, you know, whether they come to us or we go to them, because it's close, was it? It's 25 mile away, maybe? Mm-hmm. We've always taken a good following there and they've always been a good following to us, but I don't think there's that 
rivalry like you get with Shrewsby, the local team, and, and Chester, the local team. There was a lot of banter when we went to, when we last went over there and played them when they were in the National League and we beat them 1-0 with 10, 10 men on the pitch. I can't remember who got sent off, but it was early in the first half. We went down to 10 men and... Yes, Medjibri, fouling Jay Harris. right, yeah. Um, and the atmosphere there was great, but... I've never fit, felt that niggle between both the fans where they're looking Ooh. for a... Well, I don't know. No? I don't, I've, I've, I've seen it being quite nasty at times. I, I've experienced it firsthand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, here's a tale. I, oh, when I was in university, I was in Liverpool. Uh-huh. And so Andy, who'll be commentating on the game tomorrow, he came over to stay because uh, Wrexham were playing Tramier on the Friday night. And so we thought, yeah, that's great. We'll go to the game and... Get the train over. Yeah. So we got the train from Liverpool to Tramier. Watched the game, we lost. And then after the match, all the Wrexham fans, of course, walk in one direction to Hamilton Square or wherever. We were going back to Liverpool, so we're heading to Rock Ferry. And Andy, understandably, got a bit edgy because it did feel a bit tranmery round there, you know. It was, yeah. There was a sense of, oh, something could happen. And Andy, if you're listening, I'll never forget this. And I'll never forgive you. He suddenly shouted, run! And we sprinted <laughs> like crazy for about f- 70 yards down the straight road. And I didn't dare to look around me because I'm thinking there's going to be all these psychos every second counts, you know? I mean, I, that's the one lesson I did learn from Paul Daniels. So we got to the corner and then we span it around and I, I, I stopped. You're panting, you're panting. I looked around the corner, took the empty street. There was yes, nothing there. Did. He just panicked and said, run! And, we, and I did. No, but I always found it quite edgy tramway yeah, matches I, but you can find that at any club you go to yeah, you know, especially true. I mean I remember going to watch Derby County the old baseball ground and the way supporters had to walk through it's like a tunnel <laughs> but Tramier is really close isn't it I know it? it's close it's really close and we've but, had some you know, really fiery you d- it games it depends where you've got a huge contingent of both home and away fans you know Derby that was horrible. I went to Wembley with London. That was uh, with Wrexham. Uh, sorry, Wales. That was horrible. This has gone back to the eighties, you know. But uh, I would well, see more Port Vale as, because it's always to me much more of a niggle between Port Vale and. Oh, Wrexham. I've seen it kick off in both. Yeah, I mean, the thing of Tranmere as well is that we had that fr- pre-season friendly game, didn't we, yeah, about six yeah, years ago? Yeah. Where because we hadn't played each other much, the police seemed to think that there wouldn't be any bother. Yeah, and, and we put bother. all the fans in one stand, yeah. and there was terrible problems. Yeah, I was. I was so I, I, I would see Tranmere well, as niggly. With any club, that would well, true. No, but, no, but, but, right. It's Stockport rivalry that is Stockport yeah, rivalry. Definitely so. so why is Tranmere not uh, well, and Stockport is? <laughs> it's, it depends what kind of rivalry you're looking at. It's, it, me, I don't see it. Maybe the the hooligan element of any club mm. would see it as a rivalry. I don't see it as a rivalry. I think our main rivalry we want to beat is Shrewsbury and Chester. And MK th- Dons, let's be honest. Hate, MK Dons, I hate them. Or Salford. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no, for me, I, I see... It has, see, I, growing up, I seen it as Wrexham and Tramier. So I think I, I, I felt the Tramier games are more spicy than the Shrewsbury games, personally. Mm-hmm. Is it also sort of generational amongst football fans? Yeah, in I, that, so. I mean, I'm thinking when I was a teenager, Wrexham were on the up because we got promoted under Brian Flynn. Mm-hmm. Next season, crew come up. This already Tranby and Stockport had gone up and the four of us were all in League One all contending for the playoffs and all those games had a lot of gravity about them and they just felt like really big games but then when I was younger 
crew and Tranmere were a bit of a joke. Yeah. They were always down yeah. the bottom of the fourth division. You wouldn't care about the games against them because you're always going to beat them. You know, they, they, they bring twenty fans. Yeah. Uh, you know, so things change with time. Yeah. I, I remember when I was a kid and they beat us five one at home, mm-hmm. and they brought a whole stand full of fans and they were out sungers for the whole game. And Xavi Valero had an absolute yeah. mare. See, I, I always look back at that and thinking, wow, Tramia is such a big club and this is such a big rivalry. And then throughout the National League years, when they were in the National League as yeah. well, I found those games to be quite, especially the home games as well, to be quite spicy as well. So, and yes. You know, th- th- there have been times when they've spanked us like yeah. that. There have been fantastic times for us as well. The the win in the FA Trophy when we stuck for Wolves past yeah, was fantastic. Yeah. Um, Sean Holmes is once in a lifetime screamer from about 35 yards when he usually couldn't hit the back uh, a barn door w- was amazing and my favourite Tramia memory was a game gosh in the 80s where we were losing 3-1 to them and we were terrible and then we came back at them got it to 3-2 we were really throwing the kitchen sink at them at the end and the ball went into their goal mouth and a Tramia player panicked and smashed it clear and it would have been perfect except that unfortunately for him our long haired erratic winger Graham Cooper was running towards the box and he smashed the clearance straight into Graham Cooper's face (laughs) and so hard that it span over (laughs) Eric Nixon the Tramier keeper and into the net and we drew three all and I found that recently on YouTube I'll have to put it in the you know description of the podcast and things like this it's just beautiful he just turns around and thumps it into his face sends him flying but it goes in beautiful and they're a club that I think as well, the fans have mutual respect for each other. You know, the Chester game, there's not much mutual respect is there between Wrexham <laughs> and Chester, no, let's that, be that's fair. That's what I mean, yeah. That's true. <laughs> that would be my. That's biggest, the big, biggest, that's, that's the big one. Chester isn't it? Wrexham, yeah. Uh, and I'd say then, you know, you've got Tramia, Shrewsbury, Newport, people like that as well, I see as a big games. But Tramia, we shared a lot of players, haven't we? I think we. That's true, yeah. You know, we're two very big clubs and there's a lot of me I, I, I respect Tramier as a club but I don't particularly like them I think that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's how I look club, at it you yeah. know, but you know, so we I mean I, I started watching Exxon when we had 20,000 plus a year you know yeah. at the race course so um, and, you know we can only hope we see that again at some point in the near future you know but, uh, I think the club's going to go from strength to strength but going back to the rivalry I've had more problems going to Port Vale whenever I've gone there mm. than ever going to Tramia to me Port Vale is a off pitch a... rivalry because yeah, it, it seems to be nasty incidents yeah, it does. I've yeah. never felt that Port Vale was a, a derby myself yeah. ever it's, it's, it's just like a normal game to me but and yet there seems to be an element of both slots there's a, giggle there. there's a lot of fringe ones there's like crew as well isn't there yeah. and then there's Stockport of course mm. and Luton as well from the past as well in past seasons Kings Lynn that's a touchy subject bit of feeling on that one good luck to Jean Ponticelli I've listened to his podcast on an interview on Fearless and Devotion it's well worth listening yeah, yeah. Uh, great guy but yeah I love how Che always advertises the other side you know there's nothing wrong with that we're all I, I know there isn't but I like to <laughs> You know, I've got to try and get involved in the fist fight somehow, haven't I? <laughs> we should do we should do a podcast Royal Rumble. I have a feeling that oh, we'll, we'd win. Totally up to that. We we destroy them. I'm Disney's <laughs> Mark Griffiths. Yeah, you know, I mean, what can you say? They'll be starstruck, won't they? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, this is the guy who's definitely going to get free passes yeah. to Disney World. Oh, very right, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and yeah. As long as he remembers us when he's famous, H.A. Eh, yeah, in fact, yeah, I think right, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll, I'll remember the little people. Do you know, the, pe- the people that wear Mickey Mouse suits, there's going to be Matt Griffiths, people wearing Matt Griffiths suits. I think quite possibly. Walking around, yeah, <laughs> walking yeah, around Disneyland Paris. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little disappointed that we didn't have the gold microphone as arranged before the broadcast. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I could to, walk out. You've had to settle for silver. Yeah. Oh, shocking. Well, it's black, actually. It's black, it's, it's right in front of you, Jay. We're not doing this on uh, Zoom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I can get a gold muff. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that type of show. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, <laughs> we're getting to the end of the show now, so after yeah, this... Like you did <laughs> yeah, after this, we're going to wrap up the show. Riesel Johnson and you're listening to the Dragon Heart Radio Show. Well, um, this week marked the five-year anniversary of the death of a legendary Wrexham fan, Jacko, the king of the cop. Everyone has a story about him and, you know, a true Wrexham legend, wasn't he, Neil? He was Mr. Wrexham, you know, he, he was always stood there in the middle of the cop. He was all, I mean, that's where I, I grew up watching football was on the cop. And he was always there getting the fans going, singing. He was the first one to sing. He had a great sense of humour. He liked his pints. But yeah, he was Mr. Wrexham. He always got the fans singing. And, you know, he sang, was it in the male voice choir as well, yeah, of yeah. course. So not only could he sing at the choir, but he was our main singer at the club, you know, getting the fans going. I think a lot of the young fans have a lot of respect for him as well because, mm. you know, of the, of the atmosphere he created at the games. But, yeah, he's sadly, sadly missed taking off the service like many too early. But, uh, yeah, a great lad, a great Wrexham supporter, travelled all over the country watching him. What was your thoughts, Mark? Did you ever meet the chap? Of course, absolutely. Lovely yeah. bloke, a uh, real, you know, enthusiast. Mm-hmm. I always liked, I mean, they said about being in the choir, and my understanding was that he would bring some of his mates sometimes from the choir. They would practice something. I always remember on a very hot day, away to Bristol City, when we, they played at Bath City's ground. Dreadful match. We got battered. We all got sunburns because it was an open terrace. But the wonderful, surreal standout was that they'd practiced a rap version of the Lord's My Shepherd which oh, they were brilliant. singing in the away end and this is like what's this got to do with football this is everything about following football this is just those mad memories that you recall you know I also remember him starting off when I was a when I was a whippersnapper um, the when I was just a gleam in Walt's eye uh, <laughs> the, uh, going on the cop and one of the one of the, the chants which which are, he was behind was was if you've only got one arm clap your hands and it was wonderful because all these away fans I, I find it bo- boring all these generic football yeah, yeah. chants so everyone just sings the same song which changes the words but their team's name in and we would do something different and I always just think the away fans must be so confused when we'd all be singing if you've only got one arm clap your hands and then you just raise one arm and pretend to be clapping <laughs> and it was just glorious that sort of thing he was a real character not just yeah. committed but original yeah and yeah. 
you know, we could be 2 0 down and he'd be getting the crowd going. There'd be no one yeah. there. It'd be a cold Tuesday night and he'd be the guy mm. getting everyone going. And I don't think the atmosphere has been quite the same since he's and passed. His, his voice is so distinctive. Yeah. Yeah. You'll hear it anywhere on the ground. You can hear yeah. him starting everybody up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I, it just, it's so sad to me because yeah. you know, it would have been great for him to see what the, the club has become because. Yeah. Imagine the atmosphere of him involved now. It, yeah. I don't think the crowd would stop singing. I can remember him standing on the front, you know, on the hoarding at the front, getting the fans going, you know, and singing, and, and actually virtually orchestrating him from the front yeah. and singing him. You know, he was such a such a character. As you say, on a cold windy night in, in you know in February on Tuesday night, I remember going and watching Halifax there with like it was like twelve hundred fans in the old ground, but he was there, yeah, getting the fans, whoever few there were on the cop them days. Going and singing and creating as much of an atmosphere as he could. He was a real, real character, and great, great for Wrexham football for um, fans. Yeah. And you know, introducing the next generation of of singers on that yeah. cop. Yeah, you'll. He's truly still missed this day, and the atmosphere has never been the same. But yeah, that's that's the show today, guys. Um, please tune into the commentary on Wrexham player Saturday against Barnet if you're not going to the game. You know, there's the hot take right after the game. If you want to listen to our initial views, there's the final whistle a day after. So what, what's that in Welsh? Sorry. Oh yeah. Oh, of course. Oh, and I, thought saying, I thought you were saying it. I thought you were saying the final whistle. And there's, yeah, and opted for not the English there's, version. There's the Welsh podcast. There's also if you if you live in America, you want to get that little bit of fan experience. There's the Triple A as well. It comes out midweek, and the highlights, which Mark works really hard on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it's dragging out every week here on Ka- in, on Calon and Woo! on YouTube. Woo! <laughs> but yeah, uh, get all this stuff in. Little, listen to it. Anyway, thank you very much. This has been Dragonheart. On your radio.